Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all doing well. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate you for checking out the show. On the show this time around, I've got the excellent James Joseph, the vocalist and guitarist of the band James and the Cold Gun. James and the Cold Gun have a brand new record out on 21st of July via Loose Grove Records. We speak a lot about the new record. We speak about the early beginnings of James and the Cold Gun as a band. Uh, James, the vocalist and the guitarist, his early life as well. We touch on everything on this podcast about them uh, playing in a small garage in, Ga- in Cardiff to supporting the mighty Pearl Jam. Absolutely crazy, this story. Absolutely crazy, this podcast. It is a fantastic, fantastic episode. I sat down with James uh, for around 40 minutes. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago as you listen to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast on time of release. I want to do a massive shout out to uh, Will over at Prescription PR for sorting this one out for us. You, sir, are a legend. We, we are so thankful to be working with you guys over there to get these cool, interesting interviews. Um, and we really hope you enjoy it. As I say, I'm yet to hear the new record uh, from James and the Cold Gun. I'm very excited. The singles of Power have been absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, we're really, really grateful to be given these opportunities to sit down with these fantastic artists. I have to say a massive thank you to you guys uh, for listening to the show and supporting the show. The uh, the show numbers and whatnot have been skyrocketing since the um, since uh, the TPD shout out. Uh, I'm not going to stop going on about it because it's the fucking coolest thing to happen to me in forever. So massive shout outs there. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoy the show. We thank you. If you would like to help support the show, you can by giving us a five star rating on your favorite podcasting platform subscribe to us on youtube you can watch this interview on youtube go and do that if you fancy it uh go give us a subscribe over there as well and if you are feeling extra generous and want to financially support the show uh, you can over at patreon.com forward slash nevermind poly podcast uh it's a couple of quid a month and it helps uh keeps the lights on keeps the uh the electric bill down and all the rest of it and all money gets put back into the podcast Anyway, that's enough of a hard sell from me. I'm going to let you guys listen to my conversation with James Joseph of James and the Cold Gun on the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it is my absolute esteemed pleasure to bring you this podcast this week because I'm sat down with James Joseph, the vocalist and guitarist of the band James and the Cold Gun. How are you doing, sir? How's things? Hello, hello. I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I'm um, a mid-house move at the moment, and uh, it's just my luck that it's like the hottest week of the year, and I've been I've been shifting boxes up and down stairs all, all, all week, but other than that, I'm good, thank you. Lovely stuff. Where, are, you, are you moving far from your current location? Uh, no, like two streets away. I, I don't really want to move. It's one of them, it's one of them things. I've just, I've just got to... I've been asked to leave this place, and mm-hmm. uh, I've got to go to. I'm uh, making it sound like I'm <laughs> being asked to leave for a reason. No, no, no it's, it's all good. Yeah, my landlord's <laughs> stopping having people, so I got to move down the road. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a pain, but absolutely, it is. that that's not the one we want on a Tuesday. Absolutely not. No. 
But um, let, let's talk about something a lot more fun and a lot more uh, upbeat. Let, so James and the Cold Gun is set to release uh, a brand new album next month. As people listen to this podcast, it should be about a week and a half of it being out. So oh, what, what's kind of your mood in the mood of the camp? What's well, How are you feeling about things? How are you excited, nervous? What's the feeling like? Um, it's, it's a bit of both, to be honest. I think um, the, the weirdest thing um, for us is we're... we're dying to get it out because it it feels quite old to us now i don't know um i'm, yeah. I'm sure other bands and artists have said this but um due to like um delays with vinyl and stuff we a- we actually finished the album uh, last summer mm-hmm. so and, and you know w- w- when you finish a song i, I don't know if this is same for everyone but i just want to give it to people straight away yeah before absolutely. i start picking it apart because if, if if it sits there i'm sort of i have a tendency to want to go back to it and, yeah. and try and tweak it Absolutely. So um, it's been pretty hard to, to not feel like that about it. But um, I listened to it actually for the first time, um, the first time in a while. Um, I, I tried not to touch it for a good couple of months after finishing it. Mm. Um, listened to it for the first time in a while the other day when when I was in a good mood as well, which which always helps. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is this is this is all right, which is which is good for me. Like I'm I'm pretty self-critical, mm-hmm. um, so I'm really excited to see what other people think now. Yeah, it's going to be good. Absolutely, and I guess I, the only thing I can liken to this, and I've said this a number of times on the podcast, and people, uh-huh. long-term listeners are going to be like, for fuck's sake, he's going on about it again, but it's <laughs> like the way that kind of anything creative works, whether it's music, podcast, things like that, you have to do things, you can't just do them and then release them. That's not how the game works, or otherwise you're yeah. constantly chasing your tail. So like, we'll have this conversation, this is a conversation that's not going out for a couple of weeks, and I'll be like, oh fuck, I had this really great conversation with James and the Cold Gun, and I want to like share it with world but no right. one can hear it for like two weeks. So like, it's kind of like when I release it, it's like, oh yeah, that was really cool. That was a cool thing I did the other day. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind yeah, of, what, for uh, sure. I, I feel I feel similarly on that one. Um, so Sorry. yeah, I want to kind of take things back right to the beginning because I think it's really interesting to find out where people have come from in terms of their musical uh, background and things like that. Because um, as contrary to popular belief, not everyone is born into rock and metal. You know, maybe the exception of Lemmy, maybe, you know, we'll give it to him. Yeah, but yeah. you know you know what I mean? So where, where did your musical uh, love begin and where does it kind of oh, come from? I think um, it's it, it's around that age of sort of, I think, I want to say it's around the age of sort of like 10 and 11. I think it's it's a little bit. It's a little bit blurred because that was quite a while ago now, mm. unfortunately. But um, I, I, the the thing that really sticks out and in my mind, and I know I know it's the same for a lot of people who are who are my age, was um is actually the School of Rock films with the with the School of Rock film yep. with Jack Black. Amazing. I remember that being one of the first times that I was sort of really aware of rock music, mm-hmm. and I think it was also um, it was things like. Um, Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two and 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 like the darkness. I feel like um, there was there was all those records out at that time mm. and this, the sort of biggest records of those bands. So it was a mixture of of buying my first CDs like like things like Green Day's American Idiot mm-hmm. or like The Darkness's debut album. Yeah, and then and then a mixture of kind of being influenced by watching watching the School of Rock films. That was the thing that sort of planted the initial seed of wanting to do rock music for a living nice nice and that's the thing i think um 
Jack Black is an ambassador for uh, for <laughs> rock musicians everywhere because you know he he doesn't per se look the part in, in terms of what you might want the media want you to believe and all the rest of it. But he turns up, he rocks, he fucking he's nah, a superstar. He's the best. What, he's what, the best, what, a, what a lad! <laughs> uh, one of our one of our friends uh, one of our friends bands band called Florence Black. They played uh, they played like a festival in in Europe the other day yeah. and they they bumped into him backstage. I was proper jealous. Oh, amazing, amazing. Um, I wanted to kind of uh, touch upon because obviously you are the guitarist in the band as well. Uh, when did you first pick up a guitar and do you remember the first album you bought with your own money oh i think um the the i had a guitar from like the age of 11 i went to uh my mum was kind enough to get me a couple of guitar lessons from this local guitar shop that had just opened in my hometown amazing uh, but um i remember by about my third lesson mm. the guy was just like oh look he took my mum aside and he was like, look, this isn't going to work. He, mm. he like, he can't concentrate. But <laughs> one thing he did say, uh, so I remember he, he was trying to teach me this like passage from, um, from a song and um, I'd learned it in my own way, which was yeah. totally like the most backward way you could possibly play it. Mm. But it, it still kind of sounded the same. Yeah, and and sure. his one takeaway was like, look, this, you're wasting your money. He's, 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 he has n no attention span, mm -hmm. but I should mention that he's actually managed to play this thing in his own way. So, so yeah. he has, there's something here, but, uh, <laughs> but not, not right now. Like come back in another six months sort of thing. So, um, I sort of, I quit, I kind of, I quit learning guitar at mm. that point after like three or four lessons, but I would always on a rainy day, I would always sort of like tinker around and kind of try and work things out. And I think that actually, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say that it's not worth doing lessons, but I, mm. I genuinely think like I learned more by just slowly kind of figuring it out myself. And I'm, I've always been a bit like that. Like anything I, my, my girlfriend hates me. Like I'm like, I'm stubborn and I mm. like to try and figure things out my way before yeah. looking before like tapping out and looking at the proper proper way to do things i mean we, we've got to build a load of ikea furniture in a bit and mm. <laughs> i'll be the same with that i'll try and figure it out first my way nice. until i realize i've broken it and then <laughs> then i'll read the manual well that's the thing as well um you know so when i was when i was really really young like when i was probably like 10 or 11 i had like drum lessons i've got nothing to show for it at all like, i can't play a single beat to save my life right right but the point that i was trying to make was the fact that he was sort of trying to teach me like this kind of like jazzy kind of drum and i was like i just want to play rock music like when i was like 10 or 11 i just want right. to play like smash it as hard as and like it wasn't until like i got a bit older that i was like i appreciated what the guy was trying to do but he just wasn't the right fit for you if that makes sense yeah and yeah, with, sure. with the way uh, the age of the internet and everything i think when people go oh i can't learn that or i can't do that it's like have you tried because the internet yeah. can teach you absolutely anything you know like it, there's there's not really an excuse nowadays to say i can't do it it's like well have you just tried yeah because you could surprise yourself so that that makes perfect sense there's i, I we, we we always make this joke because i, I mean i, I don't want to jump too far forward but um mm, it's all good we we end, we ended up um sort of deciding to produce the album i say produce we decided to produce the album ourselves and mm. and 90 percent of that because because myself and, and the other james james b yeah. we're not we're not producers in any right but we were just watching these videos of like 15 year old kids like yeah, on, yeah. on youtube tell it like hey guys this is how you like record the guitar and we're there like right right fucking jot, jot that down now <laughs> like, so um yeah you you is a testament to the, the fact that you can learn anything online 
Absolutely. And that's the thing. So the band um, in the last sort of three years has been a bit of a whirlwind from the outside, right? And it's not the case of kind of where you get some bands that spring out of nowhere. You can see where the foundations have lied from previous bands and whatnot. But like the fact you've gone from writing songs uh, in a garage in Cardiff to supporting like Pearl Jam and Guns N' Roses how do you quantify that like when you go to sleep at night because i'll have conversations with yourself and i go that was really cool like this is a cool thing i do but that's that's like a whole different level how do you kind of get inside your own head about that how do you deal with that and things how was that experience it's it's funny um i'm trying to um because i've been doing this music thing for quite a while now Mm. and um like in in previous bands and stuff and um, i always found that um back in some of my older projects, I was never, I was always so focused on like the next thing constantly. I was, sure. I was kind of caught up in like, uh, caught up in the cycle where like you'd, you'd play like a big gig, mm. but then you'd, you'd be annoyed that you weren't playing the even bigger gig that yeah, someone else sure. is playing or like you, you'd find something else to kind of obsess over and, yeah. and you'd never actually like enjoy the moment. And, and with this band, I'm, I'm trying to really like, go back to it oh god that's my alarm that says i'm late for the podcast <laughs> so good so good um, yeah with with this new band i'm trying to um i'm trying to really like appreciate like things like that so mm. yeah it is it is it is i don't know how to process it mm. um but I'm, I'm definitely not taking it for granted and I'm, I'm gonna really try and savor those moments for sure absolutely and that's the thing when you know i, I always think that you know the, the likes of social media and things like that you can take loads of photos those videos and all the rest of it but unless you live in the moment it's kind of like it's only a cool uh, as this expression saying it's a cool story for the grandkids do you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah, i look what totally. granddad did when he was like you know whatever and it's like so that's kind of cool but um, a lot of um yeah. a lot a lot of the time i like um because because that, that's the thing as well with with some sometimes like um you could you could be doing one of those big support shows, but mm. then you you might actually have a it might be like a, a dream show. So say say for example, supporting one of your favorite bands, yeah. but then you actually have a bad show or like something goes wrong for you on the yeah. day that might kind of um that might kind of sour the experience. But then I always have this thing where when I catch myself being like that, you know, I might be bummed that I broke a string or mm. my tuner wasn't working when I needed it to. Um, I always try and think back to like my 15 year old self. That's, mm-hmm. that's a new thing for me. I'm, I'm constantly referring to like this, this sort of 15 year old version of me and being like, would he be stoked? And, and yeah. the answer, like 99% of the time, the answer is like, yes. Like, yeah. so it's almost like a, a way of reminding yourself not to sweat the, the small stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing as well. You've been uh, dubbed in the press as uh, South Wales loudest group. <laughs> And I can that's attest, right. I can attest to that as seeing you guys live. You're fucking loud. Um, oh, good, Ma- good. Ma- Metallica, fifteen miles away. Download got nothing on James and the Cold. Oh, that's all I'm perfect. saying. <laughs> but um, I'll yeah, the um, the South Wales scene and obviously Wales itself has had such a strong integral music scene over the years. How have you found the kind of experience of the scene, and how is things now being on the ground and things? It's um, it's oh yes, yeah, wicked man. I'm I'm super proud of um super proud of being from Wales and um I quite like the fact that whether it's with music or sports or anything else there's there's always this sort of like weird like underdog kind of chip on your shoulder yeah thing absolutely. of like wanting to kind of almost like wanting to put Wales on the map a bit even though you know it's, it's been done plenty of times now yeah, there's still that want to kind of do it do it for your hometown but um we we were really lucky as well in the early 2000s there really was like the golden age of Welsh music I mean absolutely. um you you had um you had so many bands that kind of conquered 
the world at that point, whether it was in, in, in like indie music with like the Manic Street Preachers and the Stereophonics and Super Fury Animals, or whether it was in like post-hardcore, which is like the scene I sort of came from before, which is like you had the likes of, um, you know, the, the Blackout and yeah. Funeral for a Friend and Bullet for My Valentine. God, I could list, could list yeah, bands all, all morning. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I think to be from such a small place and then have all those the sort of tales of success. Yeah. It was, it was really inspiring. It was something to like, I think it felt like, like all the people who were into music and in, in my high school, like had the favorite local band that was like proof that you could do yeah, it, absolutely. which was, which was really great. I mean, we're really lucky. Um, and then, and then as for now, there's, there almost feels like there's, there's a bit of a resurgence with, um, with Welsh bands kind of, you know, managing to break out of Wales and do things on like, you know, kind of, kind of national and global kind of scale, which is which is sick. Yeah, it's really cool to be part of. Absolutely, and touching on uh, international touring and things, you guys have recently played uh, South by Southwest in the US. Your first, yes, yes. First time over there. How was it uh, playing to potentially sort of brand new audience? And do you do you revel in that, or do you find nerves in that? How do you kind of uh, play that? Uh, I think I enjoy. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I, I just had a I I had just a, a really good good couple of shows out there i just mm. i just kind of had fun with it um yeah. i think more recently uh when we started the band um i wasn't because it was my fir- it was my first time ever being a front man mm-hmm. and um i used because i used to play bass in a band before this and um and so being a front man I, I, I was never quite sure how how i wanted to come across like mm-hmm. um and i think my old band was quite serious so i was quite used to keeping everything they're almost like I don't want to say like in character, but it was it was quite serious. So it was like, and then so I tried that for the first few shows with this band, and then I realised oh actually our music's quite like, you know we 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 definitely have our like sad moments and stuff, but mm. for the most part it's it's a rock band. You kind yeah. of want like a bit of banter, and you kind of want yeah. like it to be a almost a bit of like an escape, really. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of want just to have a laugh with people. So so I've I've been applying that recently, and and South by I just I just kind of it almost felt like I was taking the piss at points. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, it, I think it went really well. I think it was just like a good laugh and everyone seemed to be like dancing to us and stuff. So yeah, I, I, it was I wicked. Th- I think that's the thing as well. It, it's something I find with Welsh bands and with Scottish bands. They do, they do level on the banter. They do like oh, a good laugh. Sure. And I think that maybe like you spoke earlier about a kind of the chip on the shoulder being, being from a, a small town in Wales kind of thing and being like, fighting your way through it and it's like no you will take note of what we're doing we will dance to our songs yeah, and all the I rest of it that, do you know what i mean that, you know you know what i saw um i went to go and see the arctic monkeys the other day for sure and um i, I can't fault like them as a as a band it was it was really really good but uh, mm. the one thing that i was a little bit gutted about and um was i was kind of especially because it's like a long old set you know yeah. a, a headline sort of stadium show um there was absolute like minimal interaction with the crowd from from alex okay. turner yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was sort of it felt like almost like and i, and I get it he's, he's a cool guy but like yeah. he was doing this kind of suave thing mm-hmm. whereas i was like waiting i wanted some jokes man i was yeah, like yeah, i was yeah. getting bored of this like it's only so long you can watch a guy kind of just be like all cool yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being, absolutely <laughs> entertain me god damn you <laughs> 
I've never seen Arctic Monkeys, but I, some a band I can, which is very different. But um, I went to see Muse at Leeds Fest like 2017. Now Matt Bellamy is cool on a different level to Alex Turner because he For just sure. he For just sure. he, he literally just sort of goes, "Hi, we're Muse. This is our songs." And he's like, "Chest this one upside to go into hysteria." Do you know what I mean? All over black, mm-hmm. and it's just like that's cool because you're playing that's fucking so, sick. I'd love to be able to just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't need to do the, the, the panther in between because you just got these exuberantly cool songs so that makes perfect sense and um i have seen some arctic monkeys stuff in the press and whatnot saying that they're kind of um the fans weren't or similar similar kind of a feeling towards like you said kind of just a bit too cool cool for school but hey you know they're right good songs so fair play for sure for (laughs) sure um so i wanted to talk obviously about the album it's a self-titled record um i'm yet to hear it so i'm like everybody else i'm, I'm a mere normie like everybody else waiting to hear it and i'm dead excited but the singles that are out now that people listen to they're really fucking good um can, oh, thanks, what can we expect in terms of is there any surprises on the on the record or is it just more uh, bangers on the record what can we expect um there's definitely a few surprises yeah i think um there's there's an acoustic track which is not very South Wales mm. loudest. Oh, okay, <laughs> amazing, nice. Um, and and that's actually one of the songs that like, uh, you know, when when we did it, it was it was we were having I think we were having a bit of um, we were having a bit of a slow a slow day in the office so to speak. And we were mm. like, oh, do you want to try, try and do an acoustic song just for kind of, you know, just to see what happens? And yeah. that ended up being one of the things I'm sort of most proud of now, like in hindsight, you sure. know. Um, it just, just because it was like flexing a different muscle really mm. um and and it feel like the lyrical content and stuff for that one like it's quite meaningful to me so um i i'm i'm a big fan I'll be, I'll be honest like so so many so many singers try and pretend that every song means something yeah for sure. i would say like it's 50 50 i would say like the, my favorite songs of ours mean a lot to me and, and tackle yeah. some some pretty deep things yeah. and then other songs it's just words that fit the tune and yeah. i'm gutted because i wish there was i i would love it personally if everything was really meaningful but, but that, so it's just but not that, the case when you bang that, it that's out, the like. thing that's the thing a lot of bands have, have said to to me and, and generally in the press and things that um, when they write songs, they may not mean something to you as you write them and as you perform. They kind of develop their own life. That's true as well. And yeah. also, like someone in the crowd, this is why I love music and I love fans of music and things like that and bands and things because someone in the crowd will be going to like their first ever uh, James the Colgun show and they don't play your favorite song, which is track seven off the off the <laughs> album or something, and they go home and go ah, and they write an angry tweet, which is not okay. Don't don't tweet bands <laughs> angrily, but you get my point because that that I song totally means. Did, yeah so much to someone and it's like and it's like oh that that song we just wrote like in half an hour in in the garage or whatever like it, yeah. it's it's kind of cool that it takes on its own life in that respect so i find i love seeing um i love seeing people analyze lyrics and, and mm. see especially when you see like people have two sets of meanings yeah i I've, I've always thought like um if anyone ever wants to be really clever you know i, I know it's like uh for example like radiohead fans do it a yeah. lot they'll they'll be kind of sometimes the lyrics look a bit like what is was he on about but these yeah. these fans on like genius and stuff they'll pick yeah. apart these lyrics and be like wow he's so clever he's yeah. he's trying to say that this and the meaning of life is this and yeah and a lot of the time it's, it's probably not the case but if i was if i was tom york i'd be like yeah that's that's what i meant that's yeah, what i meant guys absolutely. like thanks absolutely and then, and then you get bands kind of like uh so one of my favorite bands of all time is clutch right and half right, the time yeah, yeah. i never understand what Lid neil fallon's saying but yeah, he's just no. cool. He's just a cool turn of phrase. Yeah, and I'm just like, good, that fucking, that works. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of um, nerd out a little bit, if we can, uh, on the record and things, because 
this record is coming out on uh, Loose Grove Records, which I've done mm-hmm. a bit of digging and whatnot. Um, and turns out is uh, co-owned by um, Stone uh, Gozard, I forgot that correctly, uh, yeah, Pearl Jam, it. which is fucking massive. How did that all come about? And how was, uh, obviously, you supported Pearl Jam. How was that experience and things? Um, it's, 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 a quite good, it's quite a good story, and I'll, I'll try and condense it as much as possible because it, it kind of spans, like, 2020 to 2022. Mm. Basically, um, so... So um, before before this, but well, as this band was starting, I was still playing in a in a different band, a band called Holding Absence, mm-hmm. and I, I, where I was playing bass. And um, we were in the middle of recording our second album um, just before lockdown happened. We were away yeah. in a studio in Devon as lockdown unfolded. Yeah, so like, sure. um, so f- you can imagine we're in these like um, we're in these like bunk bedrooms every night after the day of recording. And yeah. one night I'm scrolling my phone. I'm like. Um, Oh boys, there's, there's something like happening in China, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah seen, for you sure. know, yeah, yeah, just just as it was starting to kind of become a thing. Mm. So yeah, it looks looks mad. They're like, and uh, you know, some of these weird videos were surfacing of like the, the police catching people in nets if mm. they run past the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then spraying Strange them down. Times, it was proper yeah. like dystopian kind of absolutely. Stuff. So yeah, boys, there's something happening here. Um, they were like, oh, you know, don't worry, it's probably nothing. You know, a um, couple of weeks pass. We're still at the studio. At this point, Boris is on the telly telling everyone that we're going into lockdown and yeah. everyone's starting to ring their nans and stuff. And, yeah, you know, wish to tell them not to die in, in the meantime. Um, so that was proper weird. But um, uh, as, as a result, um, we um, had quite a lot of time after doing that record to kind of sit. And on, on sort of reflecting on that, I, I wasn't that into the music of that band anymore. Like I didn't have mm-hmm. the kind of the feeling that I, I was hoping to get out of completing that record. Um, sure. It was almost like for me, I was expect I was like, if I'm not really happy with this record or if I'm not personally into it mm-hmm. and I need to like think about what I'm going to do. Yeah, of um, and it, I guess it was lockdown that gave me that um, chance to kind of take a minute and have a think because um, had we have gone straight on to like, back on tour and stuff i would have probably just gone gone i wouldn't have had a chance to kind of reevaluate things i would have probably yeah. just gone gone forward with it really yeah. um so that was that was cool I, I left that band and it was kind of all good um nobody was playing so it was kind of fine anyway it didn't yeah. feel like because otherwise it would have been quite a weird yeah tough thing to yeah, do. yeah yeah um but then um Right, this is, how do I condense this? I, <laughs> I, I started running a lot in lockdown. For sure. Uh, and that, was, that became a massive thing for me. It almost filled, it filled a void of time. Um, oh. And like, it just made me feel, it made me feel good on the days where I didn't feel good. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people got into, you know, stuff like running or walking or yeah. baking sourdough in, uh, <laughs> in lockdown. Yeah, um, yeah I, got, I got into running and that was kind of, yeah, that was a bit my crutch. But then... Towards the end of 2020, I actually broke my ankle really bad. Oh no! Um, so I had to move home to my, I had to move home to my parents' house. And just as this was happening, the live front kind of started opening up. So my old band was going out and touring like yeah. heavily. And meanwhile, I was there with a broken ankle at my mum's house, kind of feeling sorry for myself mm. with with this garage project that yeah. was kind of not really off the ground because we hadn't played a show yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I was I was probably at my lowest point I'd been at in a while, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, and um, in the meantime, um, through through running, I'd met this guy who ran a homeless charity, and um, 
he he was doing a compilation record and he'd asked for one of the one of the James and the Cold Gun songs um for it. So I thought nothing of it. I was like, yeah, here you go, here's the song. Anyway, um that compilation ended up getting picked up by KEXP, the radio station in Seattle. For sure. Um and um weirdly, out of all the songs that were on it, there were you know, there were songs by like idols on it, there were songs by um oh, there was songs by Dream Dream Nails, there was loads of cool bands on it. Yeah. Um KXP decided to pick up our song as like the sort of single from it, yeah. and they were they were playing that regularly on the airwaves. And uh, it just so happened that Stone from Pearl Jam was listening to the radio driving around Seattle, and Amazing. he happened to like that song, and he got in touch. Amazing. Um, so we got we got um, we got a sort of email from we got an Instagram message actually from like what appeared to be like a burner account. It was kind of just right. it was like because he doesn't really mess with socials. He's kind yeah. of of the generation that doesn't yeah. necessarily need them yeah. and it was like s gossard one two three five two nine six and it was it was kind of like badly typed like hey yeah. love you guys want to i want to sign you to my label and, and i was like yeah. I'm in bed with my broken leg just like oh sure sure you do man yeah sort of absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put the phone back on the shelf sort of thing anyway but a couple of days passed i, I decided to reply i was like oh yeah cool but what, what are you you know what are you proposing here's yeah. my email yeah. 20 minutes later on, on email, like, all these proper people are CD, CC'd in like uh, real oh, emails. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is like a, this is like a real thing. So I, r- I ring James P and I'm like, holy shit, man. Like this, I think this is real. This isn't just some sort of like weird spam account. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, and the rest, the rest is history really. Yeah. It was, it was almost like, a, I don't want to be too extra, but if it, it does feel like a bit of a miracle. Cause I, I was feeling so like, down about everything mm. that, that, that just that for that to come out of the blue was, was wicked i think that's the thing as well i i not to get too kind of um sort of spiritual or whatever about it but like i'm a big believer in six degrees of separation right because right. everybody's connected to somebody everybody knows somebody who knows somebody right so it just happens to be and I, and I do believe that kind of things do happen for a reason they happen for a reason that you left holding absence you broke your ankle, lockdown, maybe lockdown happening, but you know what I mean. Like the things kind of all connected together to then get you to this opportunity. And it's fucking cool, man. Like, because yeah, it's, it's a really, really cool thing. And I, I love that. And um, yeah, it's really, really cool. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, cheers. It was, it was, it's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty mad story. And I, I think like, I just, just super grateful. Like it, yeah, I always think like, oh, you know, what if, what if he got in his car like 10 minutes later, yeah. he would have never heard the, never heard the song. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you get much interaction with with uh, Stone and things, or is it just a case of he's kind of like the big Hunchelton show? Or no, it's really. I mean, the label is just it's him, uh, his best mate Regan, who played in a few other Seattle bands. Um, Amazing, sort of um, in the early '90s. Well, they, they they all still stay active, but yeah, it's him, him, his best friend uh, Regan, and then um, a lady called Billie Jean, who's actually the sort of brains of the operation. She's you know okay, the other nice. the, the, the two guys are big. Uh, massive music fans, mm-hmm. and then she sometimes pops her head in to t- say when we're yeah, yeah, when yeah. we've got a good or bad idea. Uh, she's yeah. she's amazing as well. So I we're really that. really happy to be on such a cool little label. I love that. I love that. And so that's the thing as well. You obviously you've been a, been around the music industry for a long time. Have you ever had any kind of uh, fanboy moments? To you to not use a good word, but kind of moments where you've gone, oh shit, just pinch me. I'm stood beside X member of X band or anything like that. Have you had any, had any cool experiences like that? Oh, loads, man. Yeah, like um, I, I always found like um, I'm, I'm still a fan first. I think mm-hmm. like I'm, I, I don't think I'll ever. I, I don't know. I, 
I just love like my favorite thing is being sort of behind the scenes at something where it's like I've got to start like trying to be a little bit less like of a fanboy to be honest <laughs> no, otherwise so I won't get invited back to places but um pr- the, the the biggest one probably was the Pearl Jam show that we did in in Hyde Park yeah partly absolutely. because um there's there's a few reasons um one it was the first time just meeting Stone mm-hmm. and um what was funny about that is um he had to come he came so we played one of these like little side stages yeah and, um, sure. at the time um Pearl Jam weren't actually supposed to leave the backstage area because right. partly because of, partly because if anyone got gets covid if, if eddie vedder got covid yeah millions of pounds would be lost for yeah the organizers and god knows what else um so they weren't actually supposed to leave this compound but uh, stone obviously wanted to come and say hello to us and watch our our show on this little stage sort of near the car park um so we're about to go on stage and there's this guy in like a hoodie and like a sideways hat and right. a mask Sure. Like kind of looking around the back kind of and i'm yeah. like wait who's this guy like are we, you know is this someone who i just try and rob our, our gear so i sort yeah. of like go up to him yeah then he pulls his mask down it's stone in like a sideways hat and like hoodie Amazing. and joggers <laughs> proper like you know hoodlum yeah, yeah yeah and then so that was the first like whoa like you know in the flesh kind of yeah. and then seeing later on in the day then seeing him play the main stage to like well, it's like a hundred thousand people singing back to him. That was pretty mental. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, where our backstage was on that day, we were right in between um, Stereophonics and Johnny Marr. Oh, uh, so, so, so it was nice. quite funny, like to kind of be sat there, like you know, we know that we don't belong there, but they yeah. don't know wow. that, and we're yeah. just sort of. <laughs> and um, the funny story from that is. Um, uh, I'm not even like a massive Stereophonics fan. I mean, I I think I I like their early albums and stuff, but like um, it's but being from Wales, every like Kelly Jones is like an A-lister in Wales, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? sure. Like um, and um, I felt like I had to go and say something. I, so he I saw him there. He was chatting to a few of these like London schmoozy kind of types, mm. and they're all having this quiet conversation. And um, from a from a distance, he didn't sound that Welsh, if you know what I mean. He came, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Like, oh yeah, yep. So guys, this is and um, I was like, oh, I got I got to go and say something before we leave. So I, I didn't really plan what I was going to say. So I walked up to him, and bearing in mind it, it must have looked funny as well because I'm like six foot six, and he's yeah. he's quite short. He's like he's like I don't know. He's, I, I I think that's like it's a known thing. He's particularly short, and I'm yeah. particularly tall. Yeah. And um, so so I like I tap him on the shoulder, and I'm like, Hi, mate. We're from we're from Wales too. And then he turns around instantly. His voice like gets like ten times louder. He's like, "Are you? Oh, fucking hell, boys! Oh, how are you here then?" And he goes full on Welsh. And then we have this really nice chat that ends in like our guitar tech ends up chatting to him more because they have the same postman because they're from the same valley. And they're just so I'm I'm watching Kelly Jones chat to our quiet guitar tech about like how postman like postman john is doing <laughs> i was just like this is this is too surreal i love that i love that and that's, mm. that's the thing whenever you give someone like um you go so i'll tell you a quick story i went to um download festival uh the weekend yep. just passed and i went on my own and i met up with some people and like um I ended up camping with a, a group of strangers and anyway they were like, oh, from hampshire i'm from here i'm from here whatever. anyway this one girl was like Oh, I'm from like East Anglia and I'm from East Anglia, right? So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, awesome. Do you know where this place is? And she's like, I was like, I'm near Norwich, where about you? And she's like, do you know Pouring Land? And I was like, 
oh, this is giving nothing to like the American listeners. But anyway, like this tiny little suburb of Norwich. And I was like, yeah. And then we just got like really nerded out by the fact we knew where the same like fucking one stop was or whatever. Yeah, like it was though, just yeah. so good. Like the closer you get to where, knowing where it was is, yeah, it's proper funny. Boring <laughs> land. That's, that's a pretty cool name. I love that. I love that. And to be fair, without without being um, disrespectful to your good self, you don't sound as Welsh as some Welsh people. So, no, I really don't. Um, yeah. But, I, but one thing I find that it it comes on like it, it comes on. So when I go home, like uh, um, every every Christmas, I go home to like my local village, uh, a place called Ponticlean, mm-hmm. and like you see some people who've sort of stayed in Ponticlean, yeah. and the accents like ten times as thick. And like yeah, yeah, by yeah. the end of the night my voice gets lower and i'm sort of like <laughs> using all the lingo it's, it's really it's a really weird thing well that's the thing my, my other half um he's originally from um south yorkshire from barnsley sheffield way and um we've recently gone back she's only been down this end for like six months so we've been up there uh this weekend and all of a sudden she's reverted back to being yorkshire and it's just like, right. I'm like fucking hell i've just like i've tried to like get you to speak normally how i speak and now you're fucking <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't normally. <laughs> say normally yeah, yeah. It, it definitely happens. I, I don't know why, but it, it definitely happens. Um, so what I want to talk about uh, as well is obviously um, you've got a couple of headline shows uh, coming yes. in for the release of the record on the 21st of July and the 25th of July, respectively, in Cardiff and London. How mm-hmm. are you feeling about the shows? How are you kind of uh, preparing for them? And how's things with that? Sorry about the drilling, by the way. I don't know how... Uh, yeah, so how I, some, I, some guys decided... I, I thought it was out the window, but it turns out it's, it's in the wall right behind... It's here, all good. So. I, can't, I can't hear it. It's all good. You're real good. God, <laughs> wicked. I, I fucking can. Um, I'm really excited for the shows, though. We, um, when we, when we um, Our first year of, of doing the live thing, so like 2021 to 2022, mm. I think we did like something like 100 shows in, in the year. It was like, yeah. it was like pretty... And, and that's... That was just in the UK, which is, I don't think many bands have, have been able to do that much in the yeah. UK. You know, um, we, we just got really lucky with like a few extensive uh, support tours that we did. But um, this year, we've not been able to do as much stuff, um, partly because um, partly because we've got one or two things that you, you sort of, if you do that, you're not allowed to do loads of other shows sure. around it. You, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. how it works. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely this year we haven't played as much as we'd like to have um so i'm really excited to just play these two kind of like small sweaty hectic kind of shows with our kind of core yeah our kind of core group of people who, who like us mm. um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm buzzing i think uh, i think it'll be like the best two shows we've done so far probably absolutely and that thing as well it's it's testament to you guys as a touring act because your name popped up fucking everywhere every single tour post had james the cold gun somewhere on it <laughs> Sweet. and it was kind of one of those things it's like well i'm gonna have to check this band out because they keep coming up and i don't know i've not heard like i know the name but i've never listened to the music and i, to the music and I was like oh i totally get it i'm oh, a fucking cool. i'm a fucking idiot for not <laughs> do you know oh, what i mean thanks, so um, um appreciate what, that I've got a couple of final questions before I let you on your way and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first of the more, so I'm going to preface this question, right? So the more you buy into this question, the better it is for everybody, right? Oh, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, you're in, right? So uh, it's usually British people and American get it, the Europeans not so much, right? So I am going to be a massive podcaster, right? And when I've got all the, all the glorious Spotify money they're going to send me, right? Oof. I'm going to make my own festival, right? And James the Cog are invited, along with every band that's appeared on the on their podcast to play, right? But what I want to know is what you'd like to add to the festival rider. There is no financial limitations. There is no uh, like um, 
what's the word I use? No financial and no like logistical like things. You can have whatever your heart desires, right? Uh, to give you a bit of context, we've had people who say like uh, Matt from August Burns Red is a really good example. He said he wants like a full like monster truck set up at the festival, oh, so which okay. I'm like, I can do that. Um, I had um, the singer of Beyond the Black said she wants like a very, very nice vintage bottle of red wine from her home country. And I'm like, okay. I can do that. So what would you like to add to the festival? God. We're not, I was going to say like a nice bit of food, but that's starting to go harder. <laughs> shows, shows how like small we are. <laughs> oh, but, could you feed us? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Ooh, I would like. Oh man. Well, um, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty clean these days. So uh, mm. I would, I, but, but I am, I am a bit of, I'm a bit of a coffee fiend. So um, nice. I would. I, w- I would like the finest, the finest speciality coffee nice. uh, bar that you can, you can like, like we're talking like a world famous barista. I, I was going to say, I, I know very little about coffee, but what are you currently, what's your current coffee of choice? This is going to be for the coffee people of the podcast. Oh mate, <laughs> I, I've, I've, it's, it's embarrassing actually. Part of this house move is going to be moving the coffee setup. <laughs> but um, I am, nice. um, I'm one of those people that have, have a grinder and I mm-hmm. weigh it out and I do, I, I use this thing called a V60, which is where the coffee drips mm-hmm. through and you've got to pour it very, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little ritual in the morning that, yeah, I, no, that I enjoy fair. doing. It's fair. It's um, fair. Do you know that that kind of um, that kind of came about through touring? Actually, like I, um, I, I, I used to. I never used to care what. I just have instant coffee or whatever. But mm-hmm. when I started touring, you'd go to all these posh coffee shops and stuff yeah. just to get away from the venue a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah. um, almost started to find like a bit of like a, I don't know. It's like a, a bit of a break going for like a nice coffee and just enjoying the the kind of experience. Mm, um, absolutely. It's a, it's a welcome break sometimes, when, especially if you take yourself on a little solo date on a tour to get away from everybody. Yeah, it's, it's wicked. But yeah, for the festival, I think I think a really posh little free coffee shop for us that sells uh, nice croissants. Amazing. And um, well, can I have anything? Is, is yeah, it the one you, thing you can have a couple of things? It's all good. So, um, some people don't get their privilege, so you are you are one of the lucky few well, to get a couple. Appreciate it. I'd love. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I was going to just say, I was just going to keep going with more food. I'd love a hoisin duck wrap. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Get one of them yeah, from yeah. somewhere. Uh, I'm trying to think of something fun. Something fun. Well, mm, I was going to, maybe like a slip and slide for after you play. Nice. Nice. I can but, do that. Yeah. But also got to be careful because my leg, I can't go breaking that again. Yeah, no, that's true. So. But. I know that um, Dave Grohl, big fan of the show, he's got his big fucking wheel arch thing, all the guitars. Just oh, borrow that. Well, fine, we can borrow that. Well, yeah. maybe if you get that, get that set up just in case. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have that I, was, I wasn't planning to go on the slip and slide before our set, though. I'll, I'll wait until yeah. after. I'll be sensible. There, there we go. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um, James, what is ahead for James and the Cold Gun in 2023? Obviously, the album's coming out, uh, the, the a couple of release shows. What can you talk about that's coming um, we yeah so the al- the album and the release shows um, and we're gonna try and do as much post album stuff to really force people to listen to it you know any any anything that we can do um, then we're we're doing a quite an extensive tour uh, supporting another band in October November it's not announced Amazing. yet yeah for sure I'd like to think it'll be announced 
by the time this comes out though yeah but maybe i'll give you the what what, the you head. Can, what you can do is you can tell me and i'll bleep it out i've done this a couple of times and people get ah, really sick. people get really annoyed and then i'm like well don't worry just go to their socials when it's announced yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll see you'll, it it's all good there we go oh cool so we're, we're supporting a weeks in uh, in october november it's one of oh, them amazing. tours where we're playing every small town in the uk so like you know we're doing we're doing norwich we're doing milton Keynes, we're nice. doing um you know some of the places that are just a little bit further away from from the typical cities so um it's amazing. gonna be class i can't wait i amazing. love i love that band as well so yeah me too people they're... are in for a treat for, okay. if they come and see that lineup a great band that I'm yet to see them live, so that'll be uh, super fun. I'm hoping to make it down to that. Sounds sounds good. Wicked, yeah. We'll sort you out, mate. We'll lovely, out. lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um, I have one final question that I have asked every single band who's been on this podcast since 2020 when I started, and that is simply, what is the best thing about being in a band, in your opinion? It can be something really profound. It can be something really simple, but it's it's your answer, and that's the thing. Oh, I'd like to try and do something profound. Let's see if I've got something. <laughs> I, I tell you what, um, I, I had um, this was back. This is a while back now, and I keep saying it was him, and I'm pretty certain it was. I'm probably just throwing one of the bus again. But I had um, Ash from Venom Prison on, and being in a death metal band, he just went nothing, just with the straightest, oh, with the straightest face, and then, just, and then just laughed and was like, "No, it's all good." <laughs> it well, it's things. funny you should mention that. Our um, caught me off our, guard. Our first, our first drummer. Um, Who's um who still who still plays a bunch of shows for us? Uh, he used to be in a band with Ash. They used to oh, be in a amazing. Band, uh, Brutality will prevail. Yeah, and yeah. again, I, it, it must be someone with those guys. But he's just not our, like we're all like stoked on things, and he's just not asked. He's like, yeah, right, boys. <laughs> but um, no, we're we're quite lame. We um we we get very excitable, and we're mm. we're still we're still sort of fans yeah, <laughs> of, of of everything. I think the best thing for me is feeling like feeling like you're living life on your own terms and um although it comes with ups and downs i think although it makes you know having some of the down times makes the ups just feel like incredibly incredibly good and um for me i think i think my currency and and like i always say like i feel wealthy because i get to make loads of memories and have loads of cool experiences you know i'm not i'm not really bothered about material things anymore and i feel like that's almost like a bit of a superpower if you can kind of get to that yeah. point because i know if i was if i was doing anything else then i would have one of those fucking apple mm-hmm. vr things already yeah. i'd be sad <laughs> you know uh but no i i have i have barely anything but i'm i could not be happier with with life absolutely love that that's the perfect place to end the podcast i have one final thing is there anything that i've missed anything you need to plug anything you'd like to say to people listening at home uh no just want to firstly just thank everybody who's um checked us out so far or anyone who's gonna check us out after this um and to anyone who's, who's pre-ordered the album that still blows our minds a bit like i i'm you know i it's, it's a lot of money nowadays to, to mm. do that so yeah. yeah it doesn't go without uh that us being grateful uh that's it really i think i think we're we're gonna try and play as much as possible uh come and check us out if you like energetic rock absolutely loads of i'll try and bring my a-game on the banter front absolutely absolutely thank you so much james for your time uh james thank you mate cold gun on the nevermind poly podcast go and check them out on the tour they're doing in october with x band so i haven't got to edit it out (laughs) again again um but yeah thank you mate it's been a fucking pleasure and i'll see you on oh, the road. yeah nice one man i enjoyed that thank you awesome speak soon Peace. take care man have a nice day Bye.